All right, lads. What's up, Guru Nation? Welcome back to the pod, lads. How we all doing? Uh, I am here, your host, Dara Curran, with my old, reliable, trusty co-host, Cozy. Cozy, what's happening? Not much, lad. I think we're uh, we're sick of talking about are the pubs open and closed or staying open or when will they open. So I think we're going to go with something different today. Isn't that right? That's right. You will be able to tell by the, the title or caption, whatever you want to call it, of this podcast. We're basically going to discuss... It's something we've wanted to talk about um, for a while. I know it'll be quite a relatable topic. So we're, what we're discussing is kind of best drinking experiences, worst drinking experiences. It's, we, we might take it a slightly different... We haven't talked too much before the podcast. We might take it a slightly different angle. Uh, we're basically just asking each other to give our best and worst. So... Um, yeah, like Cozy said, we're. I agree with you, Cozy. Yeah, we're a bit sick of talking about the, the pubs opening or closing. It's kind of at a point now where there's not really much else to talk about. And I think it's True. a bit of a dead rubber until another decision is made. So, yeah, we just said we'll, we'll kind of we'll delve in, we'll talk about our own personal experiences on the drink, the good old trusty drink. And Cozy. Let's just get straight into it. If I said to you, what is your best drinking experience of your life? Take it whatever way you want. What are you telling me back? Yeah, so thinking about this beforehand, it's, I mean, it's a difficult one because there are a lot, you know, a lot of great drinking so experiences. So many sessions. So many sessions, mate. <laughs> uh, and particularly, you know, going to sporting events would be kind of really good fun when you're having a few points beforehand there's a bit of excitement uh been down to a few months rugby games into crow park that sort of thing i also really enjoy weddings uh you know those few early points when you're kind of you know excited you know you're, you know you're going on it for the day and you know it's guilt free that sort of thing there's no hassle of you know getting a taxi into town or somewhere else after that sort of stuff you know everything's laid out in front of you um, Fair. and one recent wedding actually a friend of mine sean I was a groomsman and you know the, the groomsman had a, a point or two beforehand before the wedding before we got dressed and that was kind of a a really really nice experience as well but there are there are two that kind of stand out i think above any other for me at the moment and uh i should say with with my two they kind of oh, gonna start they're gonna start looking like or sounding like that i'm um boasting about you know events in my life or whatever but it's not intended like that so just so so people know but the first one is boast away that's what it's about boast away to fuck yeah yeah they're related around good things that happened or good things that i did in in life so the first one 2007 dara i'm a young 21 year old maybe 22 year old playing a bit of football mad for the football mad for the hurling and our club Dunmore Ashburn hasn't won anything in 50 something years or whatever it is and we've never really been even close to win the competition the couple of years I was playing we get to the intermediate final we win the intermediate final we beat Castletown huge day for the club huge day for the town big sessions on the day uh, big sessions for the week after to be honest but one moment kind of stands out and I'm sure you know yourself from playing rugby when you win a big game or you win the Towns Cup or whatever. It's a little bit hectic, like everything is going mental and everyone's going mad and there's great celebrations, there's great crack or whatever. But 
for some reason i can't remember why it happened or how it happened but we were actually drinking in the ashburn house which is somewhere that god i don't know if i've been to since and, and i'm sure it's some not somewhere you go to regularly either but uh, it was actually rory o'connor uh-huh. um from rory stories who uh i don't know i don't know how it happened but he, i think he might have said come out here for a quiet point and we sat outside on those picnic benches in the Ashburn house and I think it was just the two of us and maybe one or two others or whatever and we just kind of amongst the mayhem we sipped away on a pint each and it was just that feeling of satisfaction that we worked hard for the year and we'd achieved our goal and it was just just a really nice feeling uh, nice, nice kind of sharing that uh, with a good friend uh, of course, then we went mental. Kelly's had a marquee out the back, a big beer garden. Before the beer garden was there, sorry. And that was a big session. Uh, Monday, straight into Kelly's again, then at 11 o'clock, etc. Uh, and I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a funny one, right? We had a league final. So we got to the intermediate final and we got to the league final, which was on the following Friday. So a lot of the lads went hard at it. Sunday, which was the intermediate final, Monday, Tuesday, and some of them probably went at it Wednesday. I think I took Wednesday off, and uh, I mightn't even have had that much on Tuesday. But I had a good friend, Niall Farrell, who's actually now over in America, and he was ma- he was probably our key player actually. He actually he got man the match in the intermediate final the, on the Sunday, and part of my job as a friend of Niall was to kind of try and keep him on track. He was a bit. Uh, I don't know how you describe him. Maybe a bit wild, and he he wouldn't, you know, he'd go not not that he'd be go off the rails or anything, but he wouldn't. Sometimes he'd be wanting to miss training or you know go drinking or whatever. So he was on to me on the Thursday about going on a session, and I was like, Niall, we've the league final, uh, you know, tomorrow. We can do the <laughs> double. This would be a great year. And uh, he was like, Oh, cause he fucked that. Like we won the intermediate shirt. What's a league? This that means nothing. And I was like, "Oh, Farah, come on, we need this." Like, this is—I'd have to convince him to go training often, and you know, t- to behave himself sometimes. And I said, "I tell you what, Farrell I'll go on a session with you if you promise me that you play the league final tomorrow." And he looked me in the eye, the bollocks, and he shook my hand. So he went out into town, into Dublin, into Temple Bar. I think we ended up in like the Purdy Kitchen or something, and. Uh, then when I, and I was like well I'm actually dying here and the Friday's like I'm dying here but at least at least Farrell will play and of course Farrell the bollocks reneged on the promise after shaking my hand and didn't play the league final he said he was sick or some, something like that ah jeez I was absolutely hanging and sorry this story's gone on a bit long here but um, the first 20 minutes of the game I, I was actually having the game of my life do you know what that sometimes happens when like you're actually hung over and dying but you actually play okay I was playing really well and after 20 minutes hamstring gone that was the end of my day so yeah. <laughs> but that, that was a good week of crack so that would be uh, that would be kind of my first one that, that stands out for me but yeah uh, what about yourself is there I'll, for you I'll, I'll I hadn't I didn't have it written down but you reminded me because uh, you literally said the words Towns Cup um, and I know kind of anyone who knows me and and my rugby career will basically know that all I would really talk, all I would really gloat about is this glorious Towns Cup that we won with Ashburn back in 2014. I sound like such yeah. an owl lad. Like, <laughs> um, but it just reminds me, Cozy, 
uh, yeah, we won this this prestigious Towns Cup. It's basically like the Leinster Leinster Cup, whatever you want to call it, and massive session um, that night. Funny thing was though, half the team got food poisoning, and oh. a lot of them had to go home early that night. And then the next day, um, yeah, you know yourself. Next day, you're, I think we're in the living room uh, in Ashburn, and. I, I think the food poisoning hit, it was either food poisoning or I was just sick with the drink but I woke up around whatever one o'clock and all the boys were already down the living room and I was like oh jeez like I have to go but I feel so sick and I, I got sick in my house and then I walked down and that was the year that I think it was Sean Kent and he seems to get a shout out on nearly every podcast but I know he listens so Kento text me if you get the shout out and I'll know you listen to the podcast again but we were on the bus and he's a good man for ma- like I don't know making up these chants or bringing them in from other groups whatever but he had this course this typical laddish thing where it's like we like to drink with Dara because Dara is our mate and when we drink with Dara he downs his drink at 8, 7, 6 I, everyone fucking knows it typical laddish shite and that was that sort of carry on was going on all day and the second I got to the living room I was wearing we had this uh, Kiwi guy on our team, and he used to wear flip-flops with jeans, So I and I kind of like, it rubbed off on me, so I thought I was deadly. I was wearing flip-flops with a <laughs> pair of jeans. I walk into the living room, we like to drink with So I grabbed a pint of fucking Heineken or whatever it was, down it in whatever, eight seconds, run straight to the toilet, and I puked all over my, my bare feet ah. with my flip-flops on. And did I go home and clean? Did I fuck? I stayed out for about two more days, probably wearing the same flip flops. Um, but that, yeah, that just reminded me of like the, the sort any lad who's played sport and has been lucky enough to win something. And it doesn't matter if it's a junior B fucking championship. Once you get to the, to a final and win, yeah, uh, you're literally just on the beer for like three days. It's it's gas. It's just mental how crazy you go. Um, something else I've written down, Cozy is. You talk best drinking experiences. I kind of went with, because I'm so hashtag cultured, as we all know by now, I went with, like, in Ireland and outside Ireland. So in Ireland, I would say, um, just just in terms of, like, so me and my mates from maybe, like, 19 to, like, maybe 18 to 22, for, like, four years straight, went on, on New Year's, we would go for two nights to a different city. Uh, I think we did Galway, Carrick and Shannon... Did Galway twice, Carrick and Shannon and Kilkenny. And for me, Kilkenny, they're all great crack. Um, but for me, Kilkenny really stood out as just, and don't get me wrong, it wasn't as if we were going around seeing the sights of Kilkenny or anything and taking it all in. We were also sitting in pubs drinking. But for me, with, with nightlife, pints, crack, tunes, Kilkenny really stands out for me as sort of best, exp- best kind of, possibly best weekend or whatever you're going to call it that you could have on the beer in Ireland um, then well, do you want to tell your second story then or your second experience yeah. and I'll go on to okay, my boy. it's funny it's funny that I reminded about the town scope you actually reminded me of uh, Dingle um, which I think is a great town so I've been to Dingle a couple of times for New Year's and you know the way people say oh I don't like New Year's it's a big anticlimax I'm telling you, if you go to Dingle for New Year's, you will love New Year's. I I'm the same, Cozy. I don't yeah. like New Year's. I don't like New Year's here or in Dublin, but I like going to on no a way. trip for, say, yeah. the, the 30th and the 31st, and then 
you know, there's not really much. There's not a whole lot put on that kind of countdown. The countdown is just whatever, you know. Exactly. If you're single, if you're single and you're with a girl, oh yeah, great. If you're with not single and you're not with a girl, you don't give a fuck. You're with the lads, it's all good. But I do agree with people when they say New Year's is a load of shy. You couldn't pay me to go out in Dublin or or closer to home on New Year's Eve. No chance. But go on. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's a massive anticlimax if you're just going out in like your local town and then it's like, okay, that was that wasn't worth it. Um, but yeah, yeah, going somewhere and particularly Dingle is unbelievable crack in New Year's and we rented a house there a couple of years and, and some memories from it. But anyway, the second one that I have was, uh, it, it happens to be abroad actually as well. Uh, it is in Tanzania. So uh, I went to Tanzania with um, my girlfriend at the time and fiance now. Uh, and with a group of other mates that uh, I had known from living in Switzerland. Because you thought you were going to say an old girlfriend and then you were telling me it's the best experience of your life. And I was like, that's <laughs> probably not great. That's not no, great no. to be saying. You kind of stuttered no, there for a second. <laughs> no, uh, but go on. The reason Tanzania. it was great is because she was there with me, of course. Um, I had to get that, <laughs> get that in there. Oh, yeah. No, so we, uh, we went to climb Kilimanjaro and. Um, as you do so Kilim, we, we, as you do yeah so it was like a six or seven day hike uh, I'm not exactly sure what exactly what it is so you're you're living in tents um, you haven't showered uh, two or three of the days I'd say about three of the days pissed rain and I mean pissed rain like properly properly came down Fuck. Um, and like your, your stuff is all wet or whatever the food you're eating is like fairly shite um and for anyone who, who doesn't know there's there's basically a bunch of lads that will carry all your stuff for you and cook all your food for you that's kind of the way it is you feel a bit bad but i mean they're kind of getting paid well for it. but anyway um so the food is kind of not great and you, like you haven't showered and you, like i had a bit of altitude sickness or whatever uh at the summit and got down and then we got back to the hotel after like six or seven days of of and not that it's that tough but like you know without your comforts uh without a soft bed you're sleeping on the floor it's very very cold for um near the summer day uh mentally said, draining you're, you're mentally draining you're feeling quite dirty great experience don't get me wrong but then you get back to the hotel you have the first shower you've had in a week which is amazing and then we just went to the bar and I'd say the beer was most likely muck. I'd say if I was to have it now, <laughs> I wouldn't even drink it. But it was just a lovely, lovely beer. A um, couple of bottles of it, sunk them. And just that nice feeling of sitting in nice weather, um, kind of remembering all your comforts that you have. So... So that's kind of yeah. that's kind of my second memory, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good one, Cozy. I think nothing in this fucking world beats a nice cold beer or pint of stout when you've achieved something. Do you know what I mean? Agreed. And I don't really mean like do you know you win a match and it's like carnage and you're sculling beers and all, but I mean you know if you've achieved something, not that I've achieved fucking that in major in my life, but just that feeling where. You, you, especially if it's something physical and you've just busted your bollocks for 
it could be it could be a few hours, it could be a few days, yeah. whatever it is. But you you know the beer is coming, and you sit down, and you you feel clean. You've had a shower. Beer gets in front of you, and you just take that first sip, and you're just like, "Oh my fucking god, <laughs> mother's bloody milk!" So and yeah, the thing that's about cozy. that though, and, and just I, I don't know if this is if you'd share this thought, Dara, but like whenever I'm sitting down to have a beer, there's probably a little bit of guilt in me as in like you know i don't know ah, do you deserve this drink or whatever or you know when i was serious into the football i'd be like oh the serious calories in this or you know you're damaging the work you've done and all the training etc but like you said when you've achieved something there's that real feeling that you deserve it and like this is your yeah real nice reward to have that nice beer and it, and it just makes it taste all the better i think you know, I get you, and you definitely get that. Like, if, if you just randomly on a Saturday night, um, and you only, I feel you only get that as you get older, and if you're trying to look after yourself, r- Saturday night, boys are like, oh, do you want to go for a few pints? And you go, and you have way too many, and the next day you're just like, oh, it was so unnecessary. Because, like, that, they you don't feel worst. like you deserve them. Yeah. I fully but, agree. Um, but obviously, like, I'm all about being spontaneous and all that, but, but anyway, that's another story. But some cozy, my, what I've written down kind of for. Um, hashtag cultured best drinking experience. I have a couple here. Um, I have to kind of like an honorable mention. I wouldn't really have it as best drinking experience because it was just pure piss up. But honorable mention goes to my sixth year holiday in Tenerife. Um, I had to had to mention. I know we have a lot of young lads who listen. I I I don't know if they listen to the podcast, but. A surprise, like our audience is surprisingly young, um. So we gotta kind of stay relatable, even though they're probably not able to go on a six-year holiday this year. So sorry, lads. But anyway, Tenerife, two thousand eleven. Uh, I'm not gonna go into it too much, but basically, like, and I wouldn't condone it, but fourteen nights straight drinking like fucking bottles of Jägermeister and and just That's absolutely insane. scandalous stuff. But back in the day, where a hangover wasn't a thing. And you get up and you you'd go for a swim and you'd be back on it. But that was just an honorable, honorable mention, like. And sorry, Dar, but you told me that you were the only one of the group of you to go every night. Is that right? Yeah, I wasn't going to say that because it sounds like such a gimpish thing to say sorry. on a podcast. <laughs> but just now that you've brought you've brought it up, so it's fine. But I do believe there was about fifteen or eighteen of us there, and I do remember something. And hopefully, Sean Kent has tuned out at this stage because he was there with me. And if he hears this, he'll be like, oh, "You absolute gimp." Um, but I do think I was the only one who didn't do a night in. Um, but yeah, so that was obviously unreal crack. But and the funny thing is, next year, Colsey will be the ten-year anniversary of that. And me and the lads were joking, saying I couldn't do two days of it, let alone no. fourteen. Do you know what I mean? And it's just funny, yeah, like yeah. in ten years, you just everything changes, mindset, body. Uh, but anyway if you're we're talking best drinking experience like what you said about Kilimanjaro it's just that like you know you're you're somewhere else and it's just totally different um when i was in halong bay in vietnam i was i lived in new zealand and this is uh 20 end of 2016 maybe november went to vietnam kind of traveling around asia no real plan um i went with an english chap 
who I met in New Zealand and we became best friends. That sounds weird. And an Irish chap from Kerry, his name was Paddy Finucane, and the three of us were going around Asia like a three madmen. And yeah, anyone who's been to Vietnam will know Halong Bay. It's basically you get taken out on a boat for two or three nights and it's just cliffs and unbelievable. Like, do you know the movie uh, The Beach with Leon, Leon, Leonardo DiCaprio? Just like that, basically, for, for three days. Just just endless amounts of shitty Vietnamese beer on the boat. But like that, you're sitting in the sun, you're 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 in the water kayak and you don't care what the beer tastes like once it's cold. Um, that just stands out. And I suppose another thing to add is that, like, I was at a stage in my life where I think I was... I had just turned 24, uh, or no, I was, I think I was still only 23, and, you know, I had no real life plan, but I was absolutely fine with that, do you know? <laughs> um, yeah. I had just done 10 months in, in New Zealand, that had gone great, I'd really opened up as a person, and I was traveling around Asia with no plan, a few bob in the back pocket, fuck all, but, yeah, I just remember that was incredible. Another one, Cozy, we'll take it back to 2015. I went to Thailand with three of my best mates. And um, everyone who's been to Thailand knows all about the full moon party. If I'm talking best kind of single night of like, a, I wouldn't even call it a session. It doesn't even sound like a session. Just just best night of, of kind of drinking I can ever remember would probably be that just because it's just totally different gravy you're you're in the hotel and all first and you're drinking your buckets and you don't know what the fuck is in them you go down the beach there's people doing mushrooms and everyone's doing everything and it's mental there's a hundred different djs playing you just keep drinking the sun rises there's people riding in the water and all and you're young (laughs) and you don't give a fuck and you just keep drinking and i think it's you might drink till 10 or 11 in the morning and then you just fall asleep for about two days. But back when I was when I could do that five years ago, but that just stands out to me as just different graveyard together when it when it when it comes to drinking full moon party. If you if you haven't done it, and if you, I'd say to be honest, lads, if you're under twenty five and you haven't done it, get yourself to a full moon party because it's it's not safe, but you don't give a fuck about safe when you're that age. So yeah, cozy. That stands out for me. Is just. Am I right in saying with the full moon party? It it's once a month. So like, you only do one. Is that right? Yeah, once a month. You, yeah. you generally like you would. Most people would kind of plan their Thailand trip nearly around it. You, yeah. You'd plan to be. Gotcha. So the island it's on is Koh Phangan, I think, and this island literally is deserted, apart from three or four days a, a month, and wow. everyone goes there. And then, like the uh, the full moon party is on this specific island on this specific beach. It's not just everywhere in Thailand does a full moon party. Yeah. It might, but the the main the main one is here. So you really feel like, oh, I'm here. I'm at the full moon party. Um, but yeah, just just fucking different kettle of fish altogether. <laughs> um, then on that high note, we're going straight into cozy worst drinking experience. And again, we don't really. We didn't really lay down any ground rules until like, is it just you were really drunk, you were embarrassed, or, or are we going to go deeper where you kind of woke up the next day and thought, oh, I need to kind of have a look at myself. So I'll put it to you, Cozy, worst drinking experience of your life. Yeah, so I suppose first thing to say is that 
you know, there's, there's been loads of things and nights out that have happened, you know, jeez, there was one time there, not long ago, actually, uh, a few of the lads got a few slaps off a few scumbags, and that was that was a pretty scary evening. Um, thankfully, I think the one of them got jailed there recently, but anyway, um, we won't get into that. Uh, but then I was kind of thinking, you know, from a more personal point of view, and I'll be honest with you, I've never really gone through a period where I thought I was drink it too much um i think i'd be quite disciplined like i said i would have been quite into the sport uh and you know drinking obviously isn't conducive to to keeping your body in shape and even without that i'd kind of you know i'd try to be pretty healthy anyway and i wouldn't i i try not to overdo it on the alcohol don't get me wrong i love a session more than anyone but one thing i did do uh couple of years ago there is a kind of not i wouldn't say i gave up but i pretty much stopped drinking red bull you know the way everyone goes jaeger bombs and vodka bull was huge there for a while and i just found that i wasn't sleeping properly my heart would be going 90 the next morning i'd be up and i wouldn't be you know the way you're real tired but you can't get back to sleep because your heart is pumping and I was like, that is not a nice feeling. And and I actually, like, if someone buy buy me a Jaeger bomb now, I'd actually just take out the, if possible, I'd take out the, the Jaeger and, and just do the Jaeger and leave the Red Bull because I just don't like I'll pretend that you didn't say that. Next one. <laughs> but uh, there was there was one incident and, and I I went through a phase there that I, I used to sleepwalk if I was on a particularly uh, heavy session. And there was a few incidents of me um, going sleepwalking pretty much. On uh, one holiday, I was with a couple of lads in Atlanta, and I actually sleptwalked twice. Um, nothing really happened, but there was one time where I was actually in a session in Ashburn, I think it was after a game or something. And uh, I woke up in the morning, and there was like tissue and stuff all over the floor. And I was like, Jeez, that's that's a bit weird now, uh, because and, and I should say about me is a lot of people say, oh, I don't remember getting home or I don't remember the taxi journey home. That's not me. No matter how bad I am, I'll remember it. I'll re- generally remember most things that happen a night out, particularly like going from one place to another or getting home or being in the nightclub. Like some lads say, I don't remember being in the nightclub. That has never ever happened to me. So generally, I'll remember everything. But. Uh, that night I woke up and I was like I don't Jesus I wonder what that is I don't remember that at all and uh, my sister basically informed me that I was kind of half she she didn't really know that I slept walked or whatever that I was kind she's like you're half unconscious but you were just <laughs> on your knees puking on your your bedroom floor and I was trying to get you back in bed and and it was just you were kind of out of it or whatever Jesus. so um that that was kind of a rough realization because I I to be honest kind of pride myself in that uh, I you know I'd be quiet when I get home I was in my parents' house like that I'd be quiet when I get home that I wouldn't make noise that I wouldn't you know piss the bed like s- some lads would regularly do or anything like that and that was a bit like oh Jesus I've kind of it's gone a bit far even though it was sleepwalking it was still kind of just the time where I was like, ah, oh, that's not nice, and it wasn't a nice day recovering from it. So, yeah, that's yeah, that's and probably, anyone that's probably the worst anyone who, I have to be honest. Anyone who knows you, cause he does know, like 
the last thing someone would say about you is that like oh I, I wouldn't say anyone has ever uttered the words like Jason Colsey's drinking a lot lately do you know yeah 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 <laughs> it's just yeah, uh, you're just a, a you're you're an avid guy head and like I think in GA it's very instilled in you to and you'll be the top of that sort of echelon where it's very instilled in you to, to not drink too much I know some lads do that and then when they can drink they go absolutely batshit crazy on it but I think you're yeah. quite controlled in that sense um, so yeah. I knew you wouldn't have much to offer in that but <laughs> probably a good thing for you so if we're talking worst drinking experiences there's different avenues that could go down here because like that cozy I, I'd be fairly the opposite now now I'm I am quite disciplined my friends would even say I'm pretty disciplined like I can have the few pints and go home and and not a bother it's still hard but i can do it um when i was younger oh my god i was just mad i just wanted as much drink as i could on a night out like just get pissed as possible like but i know a lot a lot of lads are like that um and you just hope that you grow out of it so i've kind of two stories that i'm going to tell and yeah pretty embarrassing but i think they're 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 stories that you would laugh at but also my idea I, i'm not trying to get a laugh when i tell these stories it's more so yeah. to to re, so lads can relate and, and be like geez i did that yeah and 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 you know we and to know that i'm i'm 27 now and there's no chance any any of these things would happen to me now first story is um because i don't know if i told you this before but sure play along as if i haven't my 18th birthday uh, quite a famous story um but again, I'm not really ashamed of this because I was only 18 and you only turn 18 once and YOLO and all that. But anyway, right, 18 birthday. Let's go back to 2011. My house, Derek Hearn turns 18. Great crack. Drinking from something like 3 o'clock in the day. I, I'm pretty sure I had... It was just absolutely ridiculous to carry on. I think I had a full crate of Budweiser drank by about 8pm, which is obviously just scandalous. Um, when you say cozy lads say they don't remember the nightclub, only night in my life that I don't, and this is scary, but I don't even remember getting to the nightclub, I don't remember getting home from the wow. nightclub, but I've been well informed by a plenty of lads that I was in the nightclub, and the one and only, the Viggity, the Vortex, the Sticky Floortex, cozy, I only <laughs> mentioned it in my last video, and that's what where we spot. went, um, no recollection whatsoever, just know I was absolutely fucked, so as the story goes, as legends tell it, um, I get back from the Vortex, and there is, there's a guitar in my house, which I cannot play. I still can't play. I definitely couldn't play it back then. And again, I don't remember any of this, but my mother informed me the next day that I was downstairs at 6 o'clock in the morning, bollock naked, strumming away at the guitar. Good thing I wasn't strumming away at something else as you. Um, strumming away at the guitar, and again, not able to play it. My ma comes down she she kind of and my ma is very like chilled not normally i think she she makes me stand up she starts kind of slapping my face not like hurting me just kind of like trying to get me out of this fucking zone i'm in and she's yeah. saying to me are you on drugs are you on drugs and I, she this is just what she told me and I was, oh, no, no, i'm grand i'm grand and then i go to grab my my hoodie remember i'm bollock naked i go to grab my hoodie i put the hoodie on and she goes what are you doing i was like i'm going to the vortex <laughs> <laughs> um, unreal so yeah that's to be honest that is quite a funny story because i was only 18 but um another st the next story i'm going to tell you is and i'll try to keep it pretty short 
this was a bit a, a pretty solid realization for me. I'm not going to say I stopped drinking around after it, but I definitely stopped. Up until this moment, if I was on a night out, there would have been no moment where I thought, okay, that's enough. It was just keep drinking, keep drinking, keep drinking, and everything will be fine. You'll get really drunk, everything will be fine. Now, because you say you used to sleepwalk, I used to sleep piss. <laughs> I would piss everywhere, all over everything. Like, nearly every second or third time I drank heavily, I would... I, I think I only ever pissed the bed once, thankfully, but I would I would stand up. The funny thing is I used to have an ensuite in my bedroom. I'd stand up and I'd piss on the floor about three feet away from the ensuite. <laughs> Isn't that just ridiculous? And now, fast forward, I'm in New Zealand in 2016, having, having a great time, um, but by myself. I obviously know people there at this stage, but... I moved to Christchurch and I check into a a hostel and it's just me and one other guy in the room and and the guy the English guy I mentioned he was living in Christchurch but he was living in the house so and we were we were going out that night I check into a hostel there's this lovely lad he's about 70 I can't remember where he's from but he was cycling the whole length of New Zealand and I think he was cycling oh. like the whole world so he had his bike in the room and he had all of his belonging like everything he was bringing was were his belongings he had them with him and oh, no. yeah uh you can see where it's going basically fast forward i go on a night out first time seeing this mate in a few months i'm woken up in the morning i'm kind of being pushed and i i, wo- I wake up and i'm like uh-huh, uh-huh. the owner of the hostel because your face is very funny right now the <laughs> owner of the hostel basically goes Hi, mate. You've been a right dickhead last night. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And I'm just like, so groggy. I'm like, what? And I think I'm pretty sure I like close my eyes and try to go back to sleep. And she's like, no, mate. You've been a right dickhead. You're going to have to leave. So I like had to get my, wake myself up. Turns out, cozy. Surprise, surprise. I had pissed all over this nice man's possessions. <laughs> and he and the worst part was he was there in the room and I had to pack all my stuff into oh, my no. bag while simultaneously trying to apologize to him and him just having none of it and he was totally right next thing I know I'm out on the street in uh and very I don't think anyone really knows this story by the way but sure listen I'm out on the street in Christchurch trying to like book somewhere to stay that night pretty much feeling like homeless and i didn't have a whole lot of money to my name either i remember just sitting in a burger king trying to get on the wi-fi bought like a fucking euro chips or something just so i could stay there for a few hours and i can hand on heart say cozy i haven't pissed anywhere that's not the toilet or like a random bush since i haven't i haven't wow i haven't like pissed i haven't taken the piss with my pissing if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and again, it's not like I stopped drinking around, but I just realized that I used to just go on a night out with absolutely no limit in mind. Like now if I go on a night out, you know, I, I, I might, it might get to say one and I'll be like, right, sure, I better have a glass of water and I should have another drink, but like it's not too bad. Or if I'm drinking later, later and later, I'll, I'll spread out the drinks and, and mm. people can say, oh, that's shy crack. But to be honest with you, if you went through what I went through there, you do the same and I think I've I've spoken to a lot of my mates who have said they've um, 
they've they've pissed the bed and a lot of lads do have problems with pissing but hand on heart can say yeah hand on heart can say since that incident i have not pissed um and i've done it i I did it so many times and my poor mother had to deal with it and all and like i used to come in stumbling in the door weekend after weekend and yeah i'd say it when i think back it definitely was a problem but in my mind i was just like you know, I'm 20 years old. This is what you do when you're 20. You just get absolutely yeah. locked. And I know lots of lads who, maybe, like I said, maybe the younger audience don't listen to the podcast, but a lot of the guys who follow us would be around that 18, 19, 20, and you don't really give a fuck about anything. You just want to drink and get absolutely locked in your cheap cans. And all I would say is, like, again, I, I can't speak because I was I did it. Um, but just the only bit of advice is, like, when it gets to that, like, 2 or 3 in the morning, just stop, have a glass of fucking water and just think like, try to just think, right, I'm absolutely fucked here. Like, should I be drinking more? Do you know what I mean? Or, or someone buys you that that double vodka Red Bull and you know exactly. you're absolutely locked. You've just had a Jagerbomb. Someone puts a double vodka Red Bull in front of you. Just have a think. Like, listen, you're probably going to sink it anyway. But, you know, like, from an older guy to a younger guy, just think before you drink. There you go, Cozy. That's the yeah. new campaign. Um, yeah, so Cozy, um, we we had other stuff written down to talk about, but we're already gone on nearly 40 minutes, so we better wrap it up. Um, interesting stuff. I think we've both learned a lot, <laughs> and I hope... I don't really know uh, what way this the podcast will, will come across, but just hope, like, if you can relate. Like, everyone... I said to Cozy before we started, everyone who's ever drank has a story about getting ridiculously fucked up and doing something stupid and i think if you can somewhat i don't think it's a problem unless you don't learn from from it like i'm i'm no fucking preacher here but like i pissed all over your man's stuff which is absolutely awful 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 but i suppose i did learn from it so yeah i think if you learn from it then fuck it it's part of your life um any any ending notes, Cozy? No, that's it. Your life's all an experience, really. And uh, yeah, don't get too down about things. If bad things happen, just just learn from it. And the other thing is to maybe finish on a positive note. Remember those positive moments because they'll stick with you forever. Absolutely. For all the bad memories drink can bring you, it can bring you just as many positive memories if if you if you do it right. But sure, what the fuck do we know, Cozy? We haven't a clue. Anyway, lads, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Keep her lit. Sound. Chelsea, lads.